What's up, guys? Hey. <laughs> we missed it today. No, I didn't miss it. We missed it. I was letting it. I was letting it go a little longer. That's all I was doing, Eli. Happy Monday, everybody. Hopefully that snow didn't keep you in too long. We've got a uh, we've got better weather now. We had a great weekend. Better weather. Things are um things are in a good spot, Eli. Yeah, bro, they are, man. Business is doing well. <laughs> Coming into fourth quarter, we always do super right. well fourth quarter, man. So it's always fun. Hey, man, we always do super well all the time. That's right. right? <laughs> you're building or so you're... I know or what you're, I'm talking about. Right? That's Sometimes right. you're cutting branches. It's whatever, man. We're always doing... You know, there's always something. There's always a hustle. Um, story time today. Topic. Keeping the faith, right? Yeah. And um, my cliff notes on that, we tried to write it best as we could in the description. Um, but just my, my articulation of that is <clears throat> when, you're, when you're shedding some new skin, right? So when you're starting something new... Um, or you, you know, you're in a phase of growth or you feel like that you feel like you're coming in a phase of growth, whether you're an entrepreneur or just a person that's just tackling some challenges as far as working out or being a better person or getting a better relationship with God, getting a better relationship with your family, wh- whatever it is, right. You know, keeping the faith as in when everything else is failing per se, or, you know, when you're just having a hard time identifying with yourself or getting comfortable in your own skin, what do you fall back on as far as what keeps you moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. So for it, and like an analogy, when you can't see that light at the end of the tunnel, I know that's mm-hmm. a very common analogy we use, right? But sometimes, you know, and I can speak to it, sometimes you can't always see that light at the end of the tunnel, which mm-hmm. means you don't necessarily have any direction, right? right? So when, right, you, right. when you're in that, and that's okay, you know, I, I can say that now. Um, well, what are you doing? What incremental steps are you doing that, that keeps you moving forward? Right? Like, I don't know if you've ever gone diving or not, like cave diving, you know, you've got a lifeline. So when you lose direction, so when you're underwater in the ocean, it's super dark or you're back under a cave, you've got a lifeline, Mm -hmm. right? That you've, that you've routed. And if you lose direction and just your, your just orientation is off, you can use that lifeline to guide you back out simplistically that's a yep. super simplistic analogy yep. um not an expert by any means on that stuff but just to try to give an analogy what do you what do you do on that yeah with that being said story time and i want to kind of give some context and i guess some some more perception on i guess kind of like <clears throat> where i went through with that and i'm, I'm mm-hmm. super eager especially being in the civilian world you know coming out of like the marine corps and coming out of government work now that i'm in quote unquote civilian world I've done some growth. I've done some transition. And I think <clears throat> in addition to, you know, the exciting nostalgia of, you know, military stories, I try to I try to be as relatable as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes those are not. Those are exciting and fun to hear, <clears throat> but not necessarily relatable, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So if you think differently and you're out there doing that, hey, all good. But in my opinion, I, I'm just not sure how much people can relate to those, but I think they love hearing them. I think they get well. It's good. It's good for out. perspective, man, and for mm-hmm. like civilians. Like, dude, we're just we're in such a freaking bubble, and people Ooh, just don't even realize oh, we're wow. in a bubble. But I mean, yeah, it's it, mm-hmm. it gives good perspective because it allows us to kind of get, I don't know, just a dude, just a fraction of some sort of insight behind the thought processes <clears throat> and behind kind of yeah, kind exactly. Of. Like, I mean, it's, but perspective is subjective. Yeah, like, what yeah. if like what if you were calling a guy a hero? You know, because he had some high, maybe he was, he's a highly decorated guy and, and you were calling that guy a hero. 
But then in that guy's own mind, <clears throat> he's not a hero. Maybe he mm -hmm. was just tired of watching guys with kids and wives die. Mm -hmm. But maybe he didn't have a family, didn't have kids. So he started putting himself in harm's way because he was just tired of coming home. Mm -hmm. And he just mm -hmm. didn't want to bear guys passing away. Mm -hmm. What if that was the story? Well, that's a completely different, wow, so he's not a hero? Or is that guy telling himself that he's not? No, mm -hmm. there's just some perspective there of like why why men do what they do, why men and women do what they do, and it's not always what you think. Well, they do, and that's good perspective right there. And that's mm -hmm. like you know just that little phrase, that little story right there, dude. That helps give me perspective on like, oh shit, yeah, it's not just the war story. It's not just you <clears throat> yeah. Know, we well, and there's guys out there. There's guys out there like that, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and but again, I I really do my best. I I enjoy doing my best to tell some stories as mm -hmm. far as the civilian side and because it's new for me. So mm -hmm. some of the stuff here is scary mm -hmm. and it is new and it's so it's very similar things that people we're talking to on this podcast can relate to. Yeah. And I'm excited to be relatable. Well, dude, and I'm looking forward to this podcast because we're going to get a little vulnerable and you guys are going to get to see, uh, you know, a side of Will and some stories from him mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I've gotten to see. And it's like, it just really helps paint the big picture of how someone, you know, in our mind, like a lot of times I will put Will on a pedestal and when he's, nine, when he's, that when, shit right when out he's, of there. well, he does. And when he's vulnerable like this, I, to me, it, it just puts everything back on myself and I'm looking at my own life like, okay, wow. Like this guy who's done this, this, and this, but he's still is struggling with these things and still has emotion, like emotions that I feel right. And it's different set of challenges that myself and then all you listeners are going through. But if you can find a way to relate that to yourself and your situation and how through everything he's gone through, he's kept going. And there's been certain things that he's followed back on that kept him focused on the positive side of things. It's much easier to put that back on yourself and like, oh, I guess my tax bill isn't that big of a problem. Well, and oh, I do this I, and I do the same thing. So just yeah. full disclosure, you know, the way that sometimes you look at me when I not and I tell you to cut that shit out, you know, there's a little bit of like double standing there because there's I also I also do the same thing. There's guys that there's guys out mm -hmm. there, man, that I that have just been through more than me night and day. It's not even the same. It mm -hmm. can't even be spoken about. So I do the same thing. But there's some courage, man, to just being vulnerable and understanding your um understanding like your conflicts and, and struggles and different things like that. But then just having the courage to to move forward, if that makes sense and, and whatnot, and just make sure that, you know, like, hey, own your scars or own your yep. your, your vulnerabilities and but you're making that decision to to move forward anyway and yep. understanding that like it's it's okay to to handle whatever yep. you gotta handle. It's okay not to be perfect or whatever it may be. And then just again having that courage to move forward and, and we're big on like trying to help young men and break that chain and be good examples and young men and women, don't get me wrong. But sometimes as a guy, you relate to young men and, mm -hmm. you know, just men in general, just like there's some things that women can relate to women on. Right. So not not one or the other's better. Just a lot of times young men relate to us and just making it OK and allowing people to see that you're human, yeah. you know, and, and that's that's another reason why it's so great that we've built a company to have a civilian business partner because mm -hmm. I don't want to be this. Oh, well, he's a Marine telling corporate America how to act. And well, of course you do that. Will you're this. Of course you can do that. Will you're that. No, no, no. Like I've got a civilian business partner. We got a bunch of soccer moms that have built, you know, that are within our team that kick ass. 
right? So there's there is yeah. no more of that. It's like, nope, <clears throat> this isn't. Oh, it's me. It's no. There's I've got a civilian business partner, and he's kick ass, and we've got some some great civilians on our team, mm-hmm. and they've applied what we've taught, and they're kicking ass, right? So with that being said, I, I kind of want to jump yeah, into let's it. Get into that. This is something that you know I see I I talk about on my Instagram a lot. And I don't really go into depth with it, but I do it because it's a reminder for me. So, um, and if I struggle, be patient. I appreciate that. I'm gonna try to get through through some of this and keep it within the direction of, of where I want to speak to. Um, and I'm gonna give it, you know, just some context here. I'm gonna give it, you know, some of my my stories as far as some of my my struggles per se, um, and just getting better and some of the stuff that I've kind of overcome, you know, as a as a man in business and and how it's got me where I need to be and just give me some perspective, right? And just what makes me tick, what makes me continue to push forward, you know, mm-hmm. um, when sometimes like, I guess keeping the faith, right? Yeah, so, yeah. um, I talk about this a lot on my, on my Instagram, like when you see my daughter, you see my son, I always say Chloe's my heart, mm-hmm. you know, my daughter's my heart. And for those of you that know, don't know, you know, I was a dad overnight. For those of you that are Close friends of mine, you know what I mean when I say that. If you don't, that's okay too. But we're going to leave it at that. I was a dad overnight, and that came with a lot of challenges. Um, but it was like, you know, she was my heart. and she. I'm, I'm glad I had her first because it slowed me down. It made me think, you know, of like she was the first one that kind of made me think on my delivery and how I treated people. And I wanted to make sure, like, I wasn't the asshole that I was trying to protect her from as she grows up, right? right. There's some hypocrisy in that. It's, you're going to be some asshole dad, but then you you hope she doesn't end up with a guy like you, mm-hmm. you know? So, but she was my heart. Like it just, you know, I would get butterflies about her and, and mm-hmm. she'd sleep, she'd fall asleep on me and, you know, and then, you know, Chloe was eight um, when Cash started coming around. So this isn't to, to downgrade my experience with my daughter, but we all need reminders every once in a while. And so I'm 32 Right. I think I was 32, almost 33. Um, I was done with obviously with the Marine Corps. I was done with police work um, and I was deciding to venture away from that fitness company. When I went to that fitness company, I had a lot of cops frustrated with me. That took me by surprise. And one of my vulnerabilities where I really get affected is when is when I get a reaction I don't expect. Mm. And I thought a lot of encouraging things would come through and, hey, hey, you're leaving the forest and you're going to go chase some stuff and do some fitness things. And yeah, I've been running and gunning for a long time, man. I felt like it was time. And a lot of guys were upset. Oh, you're going to leave the team short. And as you identify with it, man, you start realizing they're just kind of taking their own insecurities or maybe wants or what they should have done in their own life out on you because you're venturing out. And if anybody is anything but happy for you as you transition through, man, it's you have to question that. Yeah. But that's me saying that five years later, you know, four years later. Mm-hmm. In the moment, man, you, you doubt yourself because you don't want to let guys down, especially a guy like me, um, in my pedigree frowned upon, you don't, you don't let guys like that down. And so I had to swallow some of that. I took some of that insecurity and, and things. And I buried that. I, I went into that fitness company and I'm sure you've seen some of the videos. Like I poured some of my stories out. So I wasn't just a fitness company, man. That was my identity now. And that's also not healthy, but that had become my identity. Uh, with that fitness company and, and we grew from two to 14 stores almost 14 stores when I was deciding to branch out and just company wanted to go a different direction than I did man and it wasn't it <clears throat> wasn't even like a negative thing I just think the owner we had like one vision but then as we started growing that vision 
his vision and my vision just changed. Mm-hmm. And he had to do a lot of the back end stuff, right? A lot of the bills and the logistical stuff. And I was out living the dream, quote unquote. So if you can't see me, you listen to iTunes. I'm using quote fingers as in like it wasn't. But like I was out having fun, doing every single event, selling franchises. <clears throat> I wasn't necessarily communicating on the back end and realizing mm-hmm. some of the struggles that was happening back there. And I think maybe we grew too quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but the vision changed, which created some some friendly conflict. There was, you know, we're civil. It's all good. Um, but created some friction there as far as what direction we're going to go. And um, it did get to a point where I just want, I wanted to do something different. And, and Kate, I remember she had mentioned like, hey, like, you ever thought like if you put 16 hours of work into something that's yours yeah. instead of someone else's, what would it be? Uh-huh. So this is what I'm going to call phase one. So if you're listening right now, when you start going through like, you know, like a, a, okay, we've got some time for change or you feel like that. So that's where all of a sudden, again, like after leaving police world and, and like the Marine Corps, I very quickly went into that fitness company mm-hmm. that became my identity. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that kind of bled together. But now that I was deciding to kind of branch away from that fitness company, this was like, so even though I had a couple of changes already, they didn't feel like changes, if that makes sense. This was the first time that it hit me. Because you kind of went from like identity to identity, correct? Yeah, man. Like yeah. I went from <clears throat> running and gunning to running and gunning to fitness with the buddy. And, and, and I, again, some of my frustrations and, and insecurities about what some of the guys had said of being frustrated with me leaving the force, how that hit me, I buried it. And I just, mm-hmm. I just worked. I just worked my ass off and I allowed that company now to become my, my identity. And again, I'm not saying that's healthy. Um, curious how that that change went about and i don't think i've ever asked you like what was the catalyst man and not to derail too much but i'm sure it'll tie in what was the catalyst when you're in a good career you're doing well at it it's Mm -hmm. something you're super familiar with what what started the change from because we've talked a lot about the fitness company into real estate not so much being a cop into the fitness company it it had nothing to do with each other i just i think i was just over i just had been running and gunning for so long man and i definitely wanted to change the police department nothing negative it definitely there were some differences between being attached to special operations command as a marine and the cohesiveness and that scratch that not even that just being in in the infantry as Mm -hmm. a marine yeah the culture the camaraderie not everyone is best friends but they got your fucking back yeah right like uh it's a brotherhood right so I've got some opinions on some things and it's not every, every department. I can only speak, I can't even speak to my entire department. I can only speak to my experience. Yeah. But what I'll say is I had no problem with the work as far as the community. Shitheads are going to be shitheads, man. I expected. And what few people were grateful for what we did, man. You know, we, um, I was appreciative that they were grateful. Mm-hmm. There were some things, it's a bureaucracy, man. There were some things that I wasn't too impressed with. It wasn't as much of a brotherhood as I might have expected. And that also might've been unfair because where I was coming from, that was my perspective mm. of what a brotherhood was. So maybe I had an unrealistic impression of what that should be. Um, neither here nor there, just my mm. experience, not good or bad. Just that's what I took from it yeah. and decided to move on. Right. Yep. So I yep. moved on. And, but again, you know, I, I took some of that and I just buried it into the fitness company. I don't even think, so I, I, um, I resigned the next day I started working, I didn't yeah. take any time off. So the next day I was already working, um, doing the fitness stuff. We had mm-hmm. no time. And he's like, Hey man, I could pay you for three months. And that's all, that's all I got. So if we're not making money with what you're doing for the company, there's no money. Cool. So we, we broke even the first month and then we started taking off. Talk about a three. leap of faith, bro. <clears throat> so oh, you yeah. went from, oh, yeah. I mean, I like, know. 
80, 85 grand with overtime, you know, probably 85 with some of the overtime and all yeah. the work and, and, um, health benefits and all that. But, but I knew enough, man, like I want to be happy. Yeah. So even, you know, I knew enough, I want to be happy. And I knew that wasn't, I wasn't going to retire there. You know, and, and one thing about being a cop is you can see your future. I can mm-hmm. see what detectives do. I see what sergeants go through. I see what lieutenants go through. I see what commanders go. Like I see the promotion rank. I see what's ahead of me if I choose to promote. And I see what's ahead of me if I choose to just be a street cop and mind my own fucking business yeah. and keep to myself. So you you can kind of forecast your future there and mm-hmm. figure out, man, like, hey, you got to learn how to how to game the game and, and be a part of this and, and do what's required, um, you know, or, hey, man, grab your balls and go be happy. But don't bitch. If you're not happy and you get to a place where you've got to make a change, either make a change or shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. Like there's no room for that, man. There's no room in your head. There's no there's no space for it, yeah. especially when you're trying to keep other cops or citizens safe. You don't need that in your head. You either make a decision and grab your balls and go be happy or you, you do what's required of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, so fitness company <clears throat> buried I just my identity. I was burying some stories from the Marine Corps there and really opening up almost like not a fallback, but kind of like just to give some context here. Like when people have like a fallback from a relationship mm-hmm. and they just automatically kind of open up to someone new and they just go balls to the walls and there's just like a ton of passion and vulnerability and then it tanks. Mm-hmm. Not that the fitness company tanked, it didn't, but just giving some context where you might've like just moved too quickly. Well, I just probably moved too quickly with <clears throat> some of my stories and just not because it screwed me. It didn't, it just became my identity. Yeah. I didn't have yeah. enough time to just transition and kind of figure out who I was as a person. So Moving past that, I decided, okay, hey, I'm, I'm moving past that. But this is the first time it's hit me because now I'm, I, I was there for several years. And this is the first time I'm deciding I want to make a change, but I didn't know what that change was. Mm-hmm. And moving away from that also meant my identity. And that's what really started to hit me. So phase one, if you guys are listening and you're taking notes or just to keep you on track, when we talk about change, we're listening to like YouTube videos or we're talking like, yeah, you know, we're talking to our friends like, yeah, you could do that. You could do this. And I'm talking to Kate and she's like, Hey, have you just ever wondered like if you put 16 hours <laughs> into your own business versus someone else's, what mm-hmm. it would be. And you're like, yeah. So that phase one is we're going to call that the excitement, right? Like you're motivated mm-hmm. and you're excited. You're like, fuck <laughs> yeah, man. Like I could do this. Like yeah. change is like awesome. Like you're going to shed some skin and cool. And then that's all I'm going to say to that. Yeah. Now I'm yep, going to come yep. up on phase two and kind of give your context if you want. Yeah. Phase two comes really quick. And phase <laughs> two is what I call reality check. Yes, sir. Okay. And reality check is where you're like, oh, shit. This is real. I'm moving on. I'm shedding skin. And for me, mm-hmm. oh, boy. Um, because, again, like a lot of unfairly, a lot of years of other stuff piled on top of my myself with that fitness company that became my identity so I wasn't just moving on from that fitness world I was moving on from 12 14 years of shit and it was um it was starting to hit me man and so I knew I had to put myself under some torture right so when I decided to move on I minimized bills minimized everything sold one of my dream cars fuck it and that that stuff didn't bother Except when I saw it on a tow truck. It was terrible. <laughs> it's like watching my kid go to prison. Um, get rid of materialistic stuff, everything, right? Cool. Now you're in like that phase three. Okay. And phase three kind of comes as quick as you're going to push it. Excuse me for looking down and writing notes. But phase three 
is like that initial grind. Okay. So this is where you're like, you've made that decision. Okay. You're beyond like that whole reality check and it's scary, but you've at least mustered up enough to go, fuck it. Let me dive in. Mm -hmm. How quickly you dive in, how far you dive in. I'm going to talk about minimizing bills and sleeping in a pantry. Not saying that you have to do that. Not saying that you don't have to do that, but how quickly phase three comes and how deep you go into phase three is, is kind of predicated upon your commitment uh, and your, you know, and your level of effort toward grind. Okay. Grind also has some reality to it. Yeah. That's at night when yeah. it's fucking quiet. Yeah. So I get rid of cars, man, I, everything. And I sleep in my buddy's mom's pantry, right? I've kind of told this story before, so I don't want to touch on it too long, but I slept on a little twin size half-ass mattress man you gotta have a picture of that somewhere right yeah i hope you took a picture of that room bro well it's still there and go take i could go yeah. take a picture of yeah, it that needs to happen i didn't i don't know if i took a picture of it it's there it's yeah. you know you can you can go say hi to her she's a <laughs> she was a retired cop and she yeah. Yeah. she helped me a lot her and i had some good conversations she was a retired cop from aurora and you know she kind of knew what i'd gone through and you know sometimes i didn't have to say a word man she would uh you know, just come down and shut the door and just make sure everyone left me alone. Mm -hmm. This is the lady you're staying with. Yeah, it's my yeah. buddy's mom. One of my best friends growing up, his mom. Um, great lady. Female cop. Awesome cop. Um, yeah. Awesome mom. Hard charger dude, like no bullshit. Um, I got a funny story when I brought my girlfriend <laughs> to her house in high school. Not uh, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's another, that's for another day. Um, but it did feel nice to just have someone around that, that could kind of speak to, to what you were going through and it's really cool when someone doesn't have to say anything. They mm -hmm. just get it. Not everyone has that. And I'm very, very lucky to have that. So I'm in, I'm in this pantry. Now, real quick. Yep. What was your intention? You intentionally got rid of your material possessions, got yeah. rid of your car, your wife, your daughter moved back. Yeah. Into the what so, was, what was the reason for all of that? Burn the ships, man. If you're going to make a decision, you got to make a decision and you got to go. Mm -hmm. um, so you got to burn the ships. I, I didn't want any bills. I don't want any commitments. Or, and I know, I understand not everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, this isn't, I'm not trying to, to, to tell everybody what to do. I know some of you have mortgages and three kids already. And guess what? I can't speak to your face. You just got to figure it the fuck out. I'm just going to tell you how I went about mine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so Kate moved, you know, Kate's living with her mom and her dad. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Chloe is, is also with them. Um, and I had just got into a, a decent level argument with mm -hmm. her dad, mm -hmm. mistakenly. Mm -hmm. um, not to get into too much detail, right? You don't air dirty laundry about your family. It wasn't even anything bad. It was just Kate and her mom talking about Chloe and their approach on education. And they're both very strict on education. And I, you know, I'm over at their house and I, I made a stupid suggestion of, hey, maybe like, hey, I'll take Chloe in the other room. Let's talk in the other room. And there's differences in cultures. Mm. It wasn't my place to open my mouth, whether it was a good idea or not. You don't open your mouth in someone else's house like that. You just kind of, you just kind of keep quiet. And I, I learned that. But yeah. so I kind of upset her mom. Um, you know, when I did that, when I upset mm. her mom, her, you know, Kate's father came in from the garage because he heard some some shouting and, and he kind of assumed it was me. And I took that defensively mm -hmm. and it escalated a, into a, an argument. And, um, you know. None of us handled ourselves very appropriately, especially myself. I could have been a lot better. But that's where I knew I was kind of like losing a little bit of control as far as like what it, it forced me to just look inside because normally I wouldn't handle myself like that. So what made me handle myself like that? So, you know, he didn't want me at the house. 
he was like, I don't, I don't want this guy around. You know, I don't know if he's safe for you. And said a couple of things, obviously, probably out of frustration. And, and that's okay too, right? So that really shook me. But it also like forced me to just look into like where I could be. Like, hey, I can't control everybody, but mm-hmm. what could have, what could I have done better, mm-hmm. you know, and, and whatnot. And, you know, and Kate was pretty much in the middle. That's what really sucked is not how I felt how or, or how anyone else felt. It was that she got put in the middle between her father and me. And she handled it very good. It was like, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not siding with either one of you. You're both idiots. Figure it out. <laughs> cliff notes. Yeah, yeah. She was a lot nicer about it. But the cliff notes for her was like, he's the father of my daughter, you know, and this is who I'm choosing to be with. And hey, you don't like how he acted? Well, you didn't exactly act exemplary either. Mm-hmm. So you both can have your little tantrum and figure it out. And I had to kind of earn my key back, which is how it should have been. And, and more than okay now, we have mm-hmm. grown leaps and bounds and I don't want to over exaggerate something and take it out of context. Everything is fine. Nothing, nothing criminal. Um, but right at that moment was when I had just moved into that pantry. Mm-hmm. So I'm battling, <clears throat> you know, like, and I forcefully sold everything and did that to just burn the ships and leave mm-hmm. myself no option. And that's like where that harsh reality of the grind comes in. And, you and also hyper-focus, right? Yeah. We don't have a choice. Yeah. You know, and, I'm not, I don't like studying that much. I, I can do, I'm, believe it or not, I'm really good at it. Mm-hmm. I'm a really good test taker. I'm really good at studying. I just don't care for it. Um, so Kate, I hadn't even like picked a profession quite yet when all this was kind of going down. And she's like, I think you're going to be good at this. And I've got some friends that have been good with it. I think the way you take care of people, it would be good. I hadn't even thought of real estate, bro. Bro, I'm so curious who the hell looked at you and said, Kate, have you ever thought of real estate? Kate. <laughs> that blows my damn mind. Kate. That's ask her, but she knew who I was on the inside. She knew, and she looked, man, she knew how well I took care of people in that fitness company as far as how well we took care of relationships and the level of effort. And she saw that. So she had more perspective than just a 250 pound dude tatted up. I mean, she saw yeah. the level of proficiency to, to run a company and just yeah. a lot of things. Right. So I'm in this pantry and I battle myself as far as like just who I am and where am I going? And, and, I'm studying all, you know, I work out in the morning because I know I got to get my mind right. And we've talked about health and fitness, right? So take note of that too. It's, it's a huge thing for your mental. So I'm working out in the morning. I hate studying. So I study like eight hours a day. And then I do something worse. I go drive lift at night because um, I hated that. And I hated it more than I hated studying. But unless I want to be a lift driver the rest of my life, you better get your studying done and go and go get this done. And you know, one thing I was holding on to was that someone believed in me in addition to myself, and that was Kate. You know, and I'm like, hey, whether this real estate thing works out or not, I can't not finish. Like, she, pay, she paid for my schooling. I'm going to finish, and I'm going to give this thing six months or a year all I got. So if real estate doesn't work out, something's going to come from it, and something's going to work itself out. Yep, yep. The reason why I'm talking about all of this, you know, is to try to, like, build some of the, build some of the context just as far as where my head was at and just, you know, your self-worth because I hear a lot, right? Like how much you've accomplished and hey, what you did in the Marine Corps and and what you did as an officer and how well you grew to that company. And now I'm sitting here in a pantry Mm -hmm. driving fucking Lyft. No disrespect Mm -hmm. to Lyft drivers, respect. But you start doubting yourself, man. There is no light at the end of the tunnel because you're not even sure if this career path you're trying is even worth it. And Mm -hmm. um, so 
while I'm there, you know, like the house is a little busy, right? Because like my buddy also stays there with his family and I got kiddos and it was a little hard to study. And Kate is like, hey, you got to get out of there. You just can't. And I'm like, well, no, like I ha- I'm still studying. I haven't made a dollar. I'm making a couple bucks and I doing lifts. And she's like, hey, I have a career. I have a job. Yeah. I can pay. You know, we're getting this condo or whatever. And I felt so bad. Not because I, I don't think a woman should provide. I'm all for it. Just as a man or as a person, I want to provide. Mm-hmm. So we got this place, you know, and dude, I was up 6, 7 a.m. off to the gym to get my mind right. I wouldn't even come home. So I'm licensed. You know, I, so I studied for about two weeks there, passed my test, got licensed. And now it's like, all right, well, now you're licensed. Go figure it out. Like yeah. the licensing was not even a fraction of and what you And I know you just like about. glossed over that part, but for those that don't know, that's not. The, the tr- don't get me wrong. There's some stupid ass real estate agents out there, mm-hmm. but that test is not easy, man. It's like, not. No, it's, it's it definitely pain. is not easy. Well, That's the test work. is also subjective. It's very opinionated. And, you know, like, and I remember that from law, mm-hmm. you know, like when you're going through your, your post certifications and you're taking your test to be a cop, it's a lot of it's not like black and white, right or wrong. A lot of it's subjective and just making the right answer to whoever wrote the damn book. There's like four right answers, but you need to choose the rightest. It'd of be the like, four. it'd be like taking a test on the Bible at a Catholic church versus yeah, a Christian like, church versus, <laughs> and you're like, well, depending on who wrote the damn book or who you think wrote yeah, the book yeah. is going to be, is going to dictate whether I answered it fucking right or not. And yep. I, I can't stand yep. that, but it is what it is. Yeah. So I get through it, man. And, um, we get it. I start working across town, a, a friend, of, a friend of a friend owns a brokerage and I, I decide to start there and whatever. Um, and I'm dude, I feel so bad not providing. So I don't mm-hmm. even come home until, 9, 30, 10, 11 o'clock, and I was working at coffee shops mm-hmm. just doing, you know, like, hey, what what can I do at night? Well, social media. Like, anything I could, if I'm handling emails or social media, anything I didn't need a real person to, to interact with, like, I would save that stuff for later in the night because I can get it done. And then during my day, I can handle the drive and the commute and showings. If I got any showings, I can handle, you know, meetings with people and building those relationships. And, um finally decided to so so i'd already gotten rid of my car i had my truck left i get rid of my truck didn't have it very long there's bad equity on it i'm trading it in with a buddy and um you know i don't have any income so my mom you know goes with me and we trade my truck in and there's a shit ton of bad equity on it he, my, my guy my homie gives me a ton of of rebates um to get me into a car and try to minimize the damage and cool and on top of that, we put another rebate on it where you get $2,000, you know, when you close on the car for the lease. And it's because I was broke. Mm-hmm. So now, Did you have money for a tank of gas when you drove? No, man, I had, like, I had like 60 or 70 bucks in my account. That was, that's been me, yeah. And my mom was like, are you good? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go on the corner and do whatever, I'll do whatever I have to do. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for the car. Mm-hmm. And she's she trusted me. She's like, okay, okay. And meanwhile, this car like cost more than my mom's house back in the day. Yeah, not because I needed a fancy car either. Like that was the other frustrating part. Is I was just gonna get like a Chevy because he runs Medved and Chevy. They got all kinds of. But he's like, hey, dude, I can't, I can't go over a hundred percent of value on a Chevy because they don't hold their value. Mm. So I, you know, I, I got a Cadillac because he's like, dude, I can go one hundred and twenty percent loan to value mm. he's like i'm sorry man but i can't do that we got to do something else yeah. and i know you're gonna take a little bit of a hit but you'll be better off so he's looking out for me but you know what's what we had to do so 
he gives on top of all the rebates he gives me, he gives me one in cash. So I, I, I take that cash rebate and I put it in the bank. And so I've got $2,000 in the bank for, for gas money and for my payment that's coming up in 45 days. And, um, I'm just like, Oh fuck. Like, what did I, what am I doing? You know? And again, like you don't really see the light at the end of the tunnel, man. You know, and especially when you don't even know where the hell you're going. Well, this was the first time in a long time I didn't have an identity. Right. You know, like most, a lot of people have an identity with themselves. I had, you know, not unintentionally, just younger and just going from to the Marine Corps and extremely cultured, prideful places like you're a Marine, dude. Mm -hmm. No matter what you are, you're a Marine. I had to learn how to be a Marine outside of the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. Like I had to learn how to muster up and go, hey, dude. Like, I didn't have an identity, but I was still a Marine. Once yeah. a Marine, always a Marine. Yeah. And you got to, like, nut up and yeah. sh- stop being a little bitch and get your shit going. So that's how I would kind of talk to myself. And other people got it worse. And, but leaving the car dealership kind of fucked with me. Mm. You know, and, like, the the guy that runs that gave my mom a, a ride home because I went straight to work from there. You know, and I'm going, um, and I just feel like, but I'm struggling with my identity. And I'm like, man, my mom signs for this car. I got $2,000 that isn't mine. Like, fuck am i doing like mm-hmm. you ever have that yeah it's like oh, yeah frequently man i get a call driving back and um a marine dies got he got hit the night prior on his motorcycle uh he's a you know a guy that runs runs bastards mm. in california right and, mm. like, and again man like those guys in california they know him a lot better than i knew him but I think every Marine cries when a Marine cries. Mm-hmm. Whether you're mm-hmm. best friends or not, man, especially a combat veteran, there's just a tear for that guy. Mm-hmm. But it also hit me like, fuck. Like, you don't know when your day is. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, I wasn't, like, mad at myself, but I was just, like, trying all I could to kind of look into me. Mm-hmm. And just like, hey, man, what are you doing? And what are you all about? And, like, you got to. No matter what, you just got to, I knew, like, you got to get through it. Like, I can't see that light at the end of the tunnel, but you're going to get through it. But I was also selfishly like, oh, man, like, when can I get a break? What a, <laughs> what a selfish thing to say. Yeah. First and foremost. No, dude. But I get it. honest. I get it. Honest. Yeah. 100% get it. Especially when you're down and the kicks keep coming oh, and you're dude. trying to get up, you just get your footing and that nope, kick again. Oh yeah. No, Huge. Yeah. So I go to work for a couple more hours, you know, after that I'm just like probably going through the motions, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Sometimes it's okay, dude. Sometimes it's okay to just go through the motions and just kind of keep that keep that boat moving. Yeah. And um I'm getting ready to head home and, and Kate calls me. And, um, hey, how are you? You know, just checking in on you and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, typical stuff. And um, I tell her and she's like, oh, my God, like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, don't be sorry. Like, there's guys in California that are best friends with him. I knew him. I met him, you know, several times. I'd known him for a couple of years because of his affiliation and his co-ownership with Bastards. But I didn't serve with him, but I was friends with him, you know, because of the guys that I was friends with that were instructors with me. So, he was a Marine friend through friends, if that makes sense, okay. right? And yeah. I'm like, don't feel bad for me. These guys are going through way more. It just, but it forced me to just kind of look at myself. And, but I, I felt like I was just taking blow after blow after yeah. blow with like my identity and, and just where I was going and just 
stressors and you know kind of like swimming in the ocean versus a pool it's dark bro you don't necessarily know which way is up mm-hmm. you know but there's if you f- apply some fundamentals you, you can figure it mm-hmm. out and i was in that point where i was about to panic about to panic you know and then she's like no i'm just sorry and okay hey i'll see you when you get home and so i'm driving home in a car that's not mine mm-hmm. with a little bit of money in the bank that ain't mine mm-hmm. just like and then hearing hearing this you know from a marine passing away and and you know getting hit like that in traffic and you just never want to hear that you know and I'm just, I just remember driving and I had a tie on when I first started real estate, you know, I, I, I played the game. Like I didn't know where I fit in or who I was. So I dressed apart, show up, dressed mm-hmm. apart, you know, and I'm like, man, I'm in this car that isn't mine. We're in this stupid fucking tie. Mm-hmm. No money. That's mine. I didn't earn that money. It's a rebate. Like, and I did, man. I was kind of like, ah, oh, like you ever have the wind knocked out of you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I felt Terrible. like that. You know you're not going to die, but you also, yeah. like, you're not sure if you're going to live. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and the reason why these things were so hard for me is because they were, it was just different, man. It was in a different element. Yeah. As a civilian, I didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't necessarily know where my outlets were. Mm-hmm. So it was just so new for me to tackle it like this, right? So I'm driving home just, like, with the wind knocked out of me, you know, and I get home and, and Kate is still kind of crying and she's like, Hey, and I'm like, Hey, no. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, like I don't be sorry for me. Like, and I don't want anyone to be sorry for me. Cause that's not what it's about. This was not about me. It was just forcing me to reflect on myself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I got to talk to you. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Right. In my head. And, and I'm like, what? cheating but she's not that kind of yeah, person what do you think was gonna happen well i'm only thinking over a couple of seconds but yeah. you kind of think like is this not for you her and her her father and i were good at that point so i didn't think it was that i just yeah. didn't know and i had the wind was just knocked out of me and i didn't know i didn't even have the energy or just the brain power to just even react i was just there yeah you're like i just need to catch i'm like okay i remember going into the kitchen and like drinking a glass of water and like you ever hear have water cool your stomach down because you haven't eaten for like three days yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um so she comes up to the counter and she's talking to me there's like this little envelope and she's like i'm pregnant damn and i was like ooh, you know and ooh. <laughs> she's like are you okay and i go it's a blessing yeah. i know that i and i'm like i was saying it almost with a question mark at the end of it because I know it's true, it was just hard to feel. Well, right? and the timing of that, like you yeah. probably couldn't help but question the timing where you're just like, God damn, like dude, this whole God thing and, and faith, it's some freaky shit. Everyone mm-hmm. talks about like singing songs and be thankful and like it's just there's a freaky side to it. And you you know, you question things and mm-hmm. I really appreciate where she's always been because she's had to handle me behind closed doors for a long time and she's always let me be myself she's always let me handle things how i need to handle it and she's never taken anything personal if mm. i'm if i'm f- internalizing something mm. she's like are you okay I'm like, yeah it's a blessing and and she's like what are you thinking and i said i'm not i said i'm sorry mm-hmm. i'm just numb mm-hmm. i'm just numb mm-hmm. and and she's like it's okay she's like i understand like it's okay and i said I'm, you know i'll take a shower and 
took a shower and like I just remember man like that started getting me I ha- I now had a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel as far as like you clocks ticking you got a kid coming right and there's a deadline of that he's gonna bake and <laughs> he's gonna be ready to go and yeah, you gotta be it's ready happening whether you like it or not right so every day you know it's almost like a goal mm-hmm. I didn't set the goal but it's like well he'll, he's here in nine months Actually, a little bit less because by the time you find out you're pregnant, you're already on your way. Twelve weeks or something. Yeah, nine, we were yeah, nine yeah. weeks. Yeah. Um. So now every day had value. I needed that. Yep. Um. And then, then we found out it was a boy. I never thought I would have a boy. I don't know why. Little <laughs> girls, little nieces, and stuff has always been well, and super you don't drawn have, to you me. Don't have a brother, your family, your yeah. sisters, and and we found out it was a boy. You know, and that was like, wow, like okay, and like again, phase one, like excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm cool. And then I remember conversations of like, oh, you know, like she would talk to me and, oh, is he going to, I hope he's just like you and I hope he's this and I hope he's that. I struggled, man. I broke. That was the first time I let that death, I let my identity, I let my vulnerability, all of it get the best of me. That was the first time I cried. I probably cried for an hour. And I just was like, stop saying that. Stop mm-hmm. saying that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want him to be anything like me. I don't want him mm-hmm. to shoulder any of this. I don't want him to go through any of this. I don't want him to go through worse than I've gone through. And maybe he doesn't make it out. I don't, mm-hmm. I just, I struggled with someone being or wanting to be me. Like, and I think a lot of guys like me, we just have a different perspective, man. It's not, it's not what everyone else thinks looking in. And I needed to get that out. Yeah. So having my son, you know, like I call my daughter my heart. Mm-hmm. Having my son, I always say that he's my breath, mm-hmm. right? Like he forced me to look into myself a lot more and be accepting and be okay to be proud. Be accepting and be okay to to look into myself as a man and enjoy some of the qualities I have. And then how do these qualities make me good at what I'm doing now? And he's my breath because... That day we found out, I literally, like, man, the wind was just knocked out of me that day. Mm-hmm. And I don't say it much, but that day I just remember being in my car, my mom's car, and just feeling like, man, when am I going to get a break? Like, I'm mm-hmm. fucking grinding. When am I going to get a break? And then we hear that, and, dude, it was like, it's like that my life son, life. like my son, mm-hmm. like, breath mm-hmm. like back into me yeah you found that lifeline oh, right yeah. yeah you find that lifeline and i didn't necessarily know it at the time and this is what's important about this whole story is i'm not just here to like run my fucking mouth the importance of this story is i'm giving you some perspective on looking back at it mm-hmm. in the moment i'm just reacting right i don't know that my breath is back i don't know that like every day matters now. i'm like consciously thinking of that in those moments i just know that like people are counting on me and I've got to find what I'm good at and apply it to what I'm doing now because every day matters. And there's the clock's ticking. Not that my daughter didn't matter. Of course she does, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's just having that baby's different, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just brings that new phase and just brought some breath, breath back into me. And like looking back into that dark space, you know, when we talk about keeping the faith and like get, like I got my breath back and he's a, God, he's an angel, you know, like if you haven't, if you question where you believe in, come meet my son, <laughs> he's, yeah. you know, um, of course I'm partial, but, <laughs> you know, but looking back at it, 
I like I was naturally falling back on fundamentals that were muscle memory for me. Yeah. I was getting up and getting to the gym and getting my mind right. I was time blocking my study time. I set a date when I was going to go take that test. So I just, I scheduled it and I, and I set a date. Didn't even know that I made that. Now I just made all of my study days matter. I didn't really realize that's what I was doing. I'm Mm -hmm. giving you guys perspective from looking back at it, but I had a due date for that. I set it and I time blocked my studying every day and I committed to it. I did. I put myself under some scrutiny and under some stress and, and I did things I didn't like because it kept my perspective and it gave me value to get through the shit I didn't like to make sure I was successful, right? Like I hated studying, but I hated lift even more, mm-hmm. right? And it made me have some perspective on getting through it, mm-hmm. you know? And so having that, having some of that good stressor, having some of that pressure that I applied to myself mattered and just being a Marine, like that's something, you know, but it's not just that, like maybe you're a mom, maybe you're a dad, maybe you're, a, you know, like whatever you've been good at in life, like you have to find a way to fall back on some qualities, but yeah. no matter what, like I had that and I didn't know where I was going or what I was going to do, but I, I could tackle every day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, man, it's not about a year out. It's not about five years out. Sometimes it's like, it's just about getting out of bed and tackling that day yeah. and say, hey, yeah. I had a good day. Yep. I had a good day. I had a good day. That was I had a, a good step. day. But it was yep. time blocking and it was getting my mind right with fitness. And, and fitness for me personally, because of just my career path, it's always been a mental release for me, man. I never mm-hmm. had a desire to just be some huge guy. I think sometimes I just go to the gym with stress and I pick up heavy shit and it mm-hmm. indirectly makes me a bigger guy. I don't know. <laughs> shit, I don't know, man. But yep. Yep. it's always been a mental progression for me yeah, right but yeah it was all muscle memory it wasn't on purpose I was stressed I was sad days I'm asking for throw me a bone I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like man I, the wind had got knocked out of me but inadvertently I was falling back man subconsciously on like all I knew it's good habits that you'd built this yeah. is why habits yep. are so important because yep. I had eight years in the Marine Corps and I had another five years as a police officer and some, mm. some government work in there. My entire life were strict habits and self-respect and respect yep. and loyalty to your brothers yep. and to yourself. And subconsciously I fell back onto habits when mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, when you're passed out, but you're still breathing, like a guy gets knocked out in a fight, Yeah, but his body kind of takes over. Like you're not conscious how are you still breathing? Right. Yeah. Like at some point, right. Like your body kind of takes over mm-hmm. and fall backs and there's some basic things your body's going to do, you know, to prevent you from dying mm-hmm. because, so you don't need the consciousness to do that. Well, I was in like survival mode. Yeah. A lot of the stuff I don't feel like I was conscious yeah. for, yeah. but I was falling back into these fundamentals subconsciously, man. And it fucking, not only did it save me, as far as like just being successful, mm-hmm. not save me like suicide. I'm going to get dramatic here. It's not that, but it saved me as far as just being successful in the direction. So even when I didn't necessarily know where I was going to end up or what it was all going to be like that subconscious had taken over my habits had taken yeah. over and it like it, it led me in the right direction. It led me to shore. Like that storm was dark, right? But it led me to shore. And I, man, I promise you when I, and you hear me like in our team meetings, you hear me talk to people and, this is why protecting your thoughts 
Oh, yeah. This is why protecting how you speak about yourself. This is why your habits, your everyday day in and day habits that get. Yes. That are granite into your subconsciousness mm-hmm. are so important. And this, and they, I do, they take forever. Mm-hmm. Like for how many years, how many thousands of hours I put into that stuff for just that moment, right? Mm-hmm. For just that, that, you know, that moment of where I struggled to get through. And, you know, we're talking like what, man, 90 days, six months, you know, if you're looking at a totality of something like all of that time, just to, to get through that, like, this is my perspective, right? And this is why this stuff is, is so important. So now I want to let you yeah. talk, obviously, right? But what I'm leading into, and if you guys are still listening at 49 minutes, forgive me. What do you fall back on, right? So keeping the faith, listen, man, keeping the faith isn't always a conscious decision. It's not always top of mind. Like sometimes it's our subconscious and our patterns that are going to keep us moving in the right direction. And we don't even know that it's happening. Now, people are going to argue that that's also called faith, faith in God. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm not a man of faith. What I'm saying is there's more to it. Yeah. And what I'm saying is like my behaviors and the decisions that I make, even when I'm not conscious of what I necessarily like the impact of what I'm doing. Like when I was going through all of that, I wasn't thinking everything I'm thinking now, dude, mm-hmm. they started, this stuff started hitting me through the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm finding out I'm having a son and struggling with that and then so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So all of these thoughts did come about, but they were in phases, right? So what do you, like, and I'm asking people on this podcast, it's rhetorical, obviously, unless you can write in. I would love to hear you write in. But what do you fall back on when you don't necessarily see that light at the end of the tunnel? And if you've never had to go through that, mm-hmm. awesome. But what daily habits and how protective and how serious of an, of the intent you have for your actions day to day, how crucial are those to you to make sure that if you do go through something that your subconscious does take over, and even though you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you've got that grit and that fucking heart and that faith that I just got to win the day. And mm-hmm. if I continue to win my days, like it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Like, How prepared are you for that? Yeah. It's a yeah. serious question. A, cu- a couple things. I want to recap a little bit, man, because there are a couple like good points in there I want to back up to. Um, one of the things, guys, uh, about Will that he's great at is like just getting inside his head, right? And that's something I've been trying to do a lot more. I've had the bad habit of like being blindly optimistic to where when things are going bad and hey, when you're an entrepreneur and you're in the first 10 years, things are just going bad. Okay. That's just assumed things are just going bad well, and bad is subjective, right? Yeah. Like but bad is subjective. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it might be right where you need to be. You just don't know. Exactly. And it's, but that's just part of the thing. That's just part of being an entrepreneur. That's part of growing your business. It's, it's going to be really fucking hard for a long time. So, um, one thing he's good at though, is just being introspective and self-reflecting and it's really made, me try and you know do that more with myself and you know why that's so important guys is when you're in those tough times if you're not getting into your head and like analyze looking at how you feel and why you may feel that way and just intentionally getting rid of your possessions so that you can have more hyper focus and less stress of pain for that shit day to day. That's getting in your head. That's thinking about a stress. That's feeling a stressor and doing something about it. And my whole point to bringing this up uh, about getting in your own head 
is because a lot of people, as soon as they start to get in their own head, they don't like what they see and they end up wanting to think, oh, that's just negative shit. And then they turn to alcohol to numb it, right? To alcohol, drugs, drugs social whatever. life, social, social life. life. A lot a of things can be bad things, habits. A ton of things. And what, what the problem there is when you're distracting yourself from yourself, those emotions, guys, are we're supposed to feel emotions to it's like an intangible way to make us do a tangible thing. You're supposed to feel a feeling to cause an action, put you in motion, emotion to fix the problem. And when you're taking medication to numb those depressing feelings per se, when you're turning to alcohol, when you're over socializing because you don't want to be at home alone in your head, the problem is you never feel enough pain to cause you to take action. And that's the whole point of emotions, guys. You're supposed to feel that shit. So um, that's why, I mean, it's so good, guys. Just get in your head. But again, it's productive. Use it to feel a certain way. Okay, what can I do now? And then what am I going to do to help get rid of this? Yeah. Um, and then that brings me to my next point, talking about falling back on your fundamentals. When you feel like nothing is in control, when your bank account's going crazy and this bill's happening and you're these major life changes, you're having babies, like your fucking friends are dying, like terrible real shit. Everything's out of control, right? Control what we can control. What can you control? What you do today. You can't even control what you do tomorrow. This is where, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought this up. This is where, um, this is where it gets super interesting. This is where mm -hmm. layers happen, okay? Mm -hmm. Whether you want to get in your own head or not, something is going to get in your head. Yeah, okay? That's a good point. And if you decide to go make wrong decisions or if we have a habit of medicating, whether that's drug abuse, social abuse, whatever it is, right? Medicating. We talked about how well are you protecting your habits, how intentional you are with your habits, how intentional you are with your thought process and controlling mm -hmm. your person. When this does happen to you, we fall back to drug abuse. Yeah. We fall back to so you know, socialize yeah. over socializing for the wrong reasons and maybe that causes some alcoholism. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I'm, I'm obviously just speaking in general here, but this is what can get so scary is depending on, you know, what you're, what you, if you don't like handling conflict with yourself and you do have a pattern of medicating, whatever your choice of medication is, not just a pill form, but everything I've mentioned and then yeah. some, and that's what you do to medicate. When these things do come, that's what you're going to fall back on. And this is what I'm really trying to press on is when you are conscious, mm-hmm. Your intentions and your habits are that important. Not for today, man. Like when you're intentional, like when things are good, they're good. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But when they're not, this is when you're, this is when you are, dude, I was overwhelmed. I was not thinking of daily habits. <clears throat> I was not like in that, in my head of like the Ned Flanders, right? <laughs> Remember the Simpsons neighbor? Mm -hmm. Everything mm -hmm. is just like, Oakley, yep. Oakley, yep, fuck yep. off, bro. <laughs> okay. Fuck that guy. Oakley, Some Oakley. days, fuck that guy. Uh, okay. Funny. Yeah. You're not. You're not thinking like that, man. Mm -hmm. Like you're just, you're not thinking. Like you're you're so overwhelmed and you're consumed by some things that are going on. I can't just go, yeah, I was so mentally tough, bro. I knew every day why I was going. Like, no, man. Like I just, I had enough in me to muster up and fall back on habits. And I didn't necessarily realize how impactful those, those habits were until I got through that storm and I mm -hmm. got to shore and I realized, man, my subconscious kind of took over. And this is where, again, a lot of people are going to credit faith. And God and mm -hmm. certain or energy and I don't know what kind of energy I was putting out. I wasn't a mean guy, but you know, 
I'm the dog not barking in the backyard. Doesn't mean you should <laughs> hop over and get your beach ball back, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes the dog barking isn't the meanest, yep. you know, to be funny and lighthearted and try to light the conversation here. But I'm not saying I'm not a man of faith. I am. And that's for me, and that's private, and I don't get into religion or politics, and that's not because it's wrong to do it. <clears throat> it's just not my lane. I choose not to speak on those. But for me, you know, I am a man of faith. However, I'm also a, a man of understanding and ingraining behaviors within myself and being noble in that sense. It took over, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, my subconscious took over. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you do have to credit some of that. And then when you see people go down the wrong direction or the wrong path, well, that's not faith, right? Oh, it's just, oh. Meant to be, that guy was a drug addict. Oh, meant to be, that guy killed himself. Oh, meant to be this. Oh, meant to be, like, you can only blame or credit faith so much versus just crediting human behavior on a day-to-day slash moment-by-moment parameter. Mm -hmm. They fucking matter. Mm -hmm. And I'm so strict on these things with our team. I'm so strict on these things with my family. And I, to this day, I still try to find a way to not so emotionally articulate why they matter so much right because you can't get emotional with every explanation and i'm a little teared up today forgive me you know it's a podcast it's ours so i guess that's okay right but um i i also am okay sometimes on a platform like this to get vulnerable because i do want people to understand how important that is and and where the weight of my words come from and how important they are and i think the more young men and young women hear that and the more they have an example of something that they're going through maybe they will consciously think of their behaviors every day because they heard this podcast or they heard someone else maybe speaking about it. Maybe they don't have to rely on a subconscious to Mm -hmm. kind of get them through. Maybe there is a little bit more consciousness with how much help there is out there now with podcasts and just other leaders out there that are trying to set the example. Guys like you talking about their fucking emotions. Guys even better than you feel. Right. Like I'm not shit, man. I'm just a guy. Right. But any man for that matter, just any, any fucking dude is willing to get on a platform and just, Hey, I felt like this. Hey, I feel this way. Right. In an honest way too. Right. Cause I don't think most, I don't think most people maybe expect me to say, yeah, I'm vulnerable. Yeah, I was weak as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I selfishly, selfishly, in my opinion, was asking for a break. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, when am I gonna, mm-hmm. when am I gonna catch a break? That's selfish, in my opinion, and people can have theirs. But I'm also able to say, like, look, in my opinion, like that was a selfish request, but it was a weak and vulnerable request because I was I was beaten down, you know, mm-hmm. and. and it was just a hard time and, and and it wasn't because it was maybe this stuff isn't so hard for other people for me it was it was new it was just a different environment and a lot of different unknown variables yeah. i was going through a lot of unknown new variables at the same time yep. and i didn't have like that identity or like i wasn't i didn't have home field advantage yep. dealing with that right like there's other things like you know like as far as dealing with a cop maybe you guys think is a nightmare I can do it in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's one of my wheelhouses. Mm-hmm. I can deal with that stuff in a certain manner, right? This stuff, super new, super vulnerable, and a lot of them happen at the same time, and it was just that perfect storm. But I do think there's some value in just being vulnerable, especially when you have a perspective of a guy like me, per se. Mm-hmm. You might not think that I would say things like that. But, mm-hmm. again, I think it is okay to say. It is okay to talk about, but more credit, too, when your subconscious takes over, man, and... and <laughs> your fucking habits and your thought process and where you value yourself and where you value your daily activity, like not waking up on time, not committing to your gym, not committing to your cardio, not studying and doing your homework. Like if you're younger and you're listening to this, like not getting your homework done, different things like you have, it's not, 
it's not just the value today. Like, yeah, man, you're going to turn your homework in. Your teacher's probably going to look over it for 10 seconds, check it off, done. So why does it even matter? It's not for that. It's for you and it's for creating habits. So when you do go through life and through struggles and you just got to get by and you're literally down to a point where you're going day by day and your subconscious does kind of take over, that's the right way to say it. I'm saying that a lot today. If you're When your subconscious takes over, you're at least in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And, hey, man, it's dark. I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I know I'm in the right direction because of your habits. Yeah, They fucking Dude, matter, man. Where, where a lot of people miss the boat, man, is they think that um, habits, they think that issues, like they think that just negative things that come around, that they're going to be these big events, right? These big life-changing events. And there's going to be, like, you just don't realize the impact that every little thing that you do on a regular basis can have compounded over time. Like, especially if it comes to, like, you know, some negative feelings or something. Like, you may not think that there's any issue with that. There's nothing that needs to be addressed because you're not suicidal, right? You may think Mm -hmm. you need this huge event, like you feeling suicidal to, hey, maybe there's some shit going on in my head that I need to look at. No, yeah. guys, I promise you it's not those big things that are going to, like, give you these signs <clears throat> that you need to make a change. I think it sneaks up on you. It does, I think. Man. I think sometimes things come to a moment. Mm-hmm. I was also battling some stuff with my father back then. I don't speak to it. I'm okay. It's all good. And I, I won't speak to it. That's just, what, that's just where I'm at. My kids are going to hear this one day if they ever go back and listen mm-hmm. to podcasts, and they're going to know him as a grandpa Mm -hmm. and that's okay and that's the opportunity that's there so I won't speak on that stuff but just know that I was also going through some things with my father back then um you know and I think man like I've sat in my car and I've had some pro and cons uh, of my reality um and I do think that things will creep up on you quicker than you realize and then the problem is they become overwhelming and I don't think we expect that to happen. And they go unaddressed and then they sneak up on you. Kind of like, you know Fuck. how you know how when we talk about financial advisement, they say, hey, look, keep five grand in a savings account. Don't touch it for emergency, okay? That way, in case your little silly ass goes broke, you're not broke. You, you know, same thing. When your car hits empty and your gas light comes on, guess what? You have like seven gallons left because everyone knows you're an idiot. <laughs> right, right, We're right. all idiots and we drive on it. Yeah. So they plan for that, right? Same thing. You know, like... But we don't have that in life. Mm. Things start to creep up on you Mm -hmm. and they, and you think you're okay and you're not really applying some fundamentals to address them. And maybe you're not having those conversations with yourself and oh, I'm good. I'm good. And then some unexpected things in life slam on top of it Mm. and you go empty Mm -hmm. real quick, but you don't have that reservoir. Mm -hmm. And now you're in a place where it's overwhelming and you don't necessarily have any tools to crawl out. Yeah. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. So, that's where, and if I'm speaking inappropriately today or incorrect, I'm sorry. So for my version, that's what I'm talking about when your subconscious takes over. Yeah. How well have you developed that mm-hmm. in order for that to take over if that, for some mm-hmm. reason, that does yeah. happen? How yeah. are you approaching that? And that's kind of like my mission today, man. I didn't, and I'm, I'm deliberate. I know we're just over an hour, so we're probably coming yeah, up toward the end bro. of this. But yeah. my mission today, man, it's not to have any conclusion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talk about our, our successes and in real estate with our podcast with different things we're going business wise you know and as fathers and i think we're super successful especially for the time window that we've been doing this i think we're extremely successful however my approach hasn't changed my approach has just been solidified because i kind of got through that storm and it definitely proved some things to me as far as my behaviors and 
how much they matter, not only to myself, but to, to my family, to my business partners, to, to our successes. Mm-hmm. And when things are good, Hey, they're good. And that's going to be temporary. Just like the bad, the bad is also temporary. What's consistent is your lifeline. Mm-hmm. Now your lifeline can be not adequate or it can be adequate. It's what you're going to do when you're conscious mm-hmm. and it's your daily regime and it's your daily habits yeah. when you're conscious yeah. and you're aware of building that lifeline. That's going to be there, man, because that's the only thing that runs consistent through this whole thing, right? Is like, we're in a good place right now with business. We're going to have challenges. We're going to have some hard times. We're going to have hard times as fathers, but then it's going to go back to good. In my opinion, it's just the one consistency is how well you've built your subconsciousness as far as like what you're going to be able to fall back on. And for me, for my mission today, this is deliberately left open-ended and I don't want to, you know, I want to tell my story. I want to give my perspective on a lot of this but I by no means want to try to answer something for someone or put myself in their shoes and try to make them feel inferior or any, or any type of disrespect or that I can speak to them. No, I just want my story out there and kind of how I handled it and my thoughts on, mm-hmm. Hey, here's what all this meant. And then the, here's how I apply that on a daily. And here's my experience. So why I think this stuff is so important. And then it's almost like it's deliberately open-ended. Like I want you to just listen to this and maybe go quiet. And just get into your own head and have your own thoughts after this podcast and maybe listen to it 10 times. I don't care, but I want this podcast to deliberately be open-ended to really challenge people to, hey, the completion of this podcast should be with yourself in your own head as far as your own conclusion and your own approach. And if you're in a subconscious state right now and you don't even realize it, maybe this woke you up, get back on it and start Mm -hmm. being deliberate with your intentions and take care of your thoughts, protect your thoughts, especially about yourself Mm -hmm. and how you treat others, protect your thoughts the best that you can protect your actions, fall back on solid fundamentals. And if those could be better, like, and this kind of wakes you up, please understand how important those are. Or if you're in a great place right now, but you happen to listen to this and you're, Hey crap, man, I've been, you know what? I've been kind of sleeping. Things have been good for a long time. And you know what? I've been sleeping on it. I got to be prepared for battle. Appreciate the heads up. And then maybe you kind of get into your own head now and you just start getting a little bit more deliberate about your actions and and realize, hey, this is bigger than a paycheck. This is bigger than a team. You're preparing yourself for your subconscious in addition to everything Mm -hmm. else that you're doing that's tangible throughout your day. It's bigger than that. Just please prepare yourself for it so you're prepared for for you, for your family, and and just the betterment of everything as you kind of get through that storm. Because when you do get through those storms, you grow, mm-hmm. you grow extraordinarily well, but mm-hmm. man, you gotta be prepared for that battle. And I, I think that's just my biggest message is I just want people to be prepared for that the best that they can and however they see fit. I don't want it to be yeah. what I say or how I say, I just want this to maybe be like a reminder and just kind of like a little heads up of whether you're going through it now, be more deliberate or if things have been good prepare while you can take the good for the good, but prepare it while you can. Right. Dude, I'm really glad you said that, man, because I'm a firm believer that we're kind of designed to heal ourselves in a way to where, yeah, when you're going through personal shit, that's the thing. It's personal shit. And no therapist can like talk. No, no therapist can fix you or talk you out of that. Why therapy works in some occasions is that they just ask the right questions to get you thinking so that you can heal yourself. So exactly what Will said, we're not giving you a checklist of, Hey, here's how to, you know, get mm-hmm. through your shit. This is his thought process, but behind you know, some physical things he does to put himself in a certain state of mind and then what he does with that state of mind and controlling what he can control and um, just keeping that faith moving forward, guys. And I think, yeah, 
and, and as keeping this as, as open-minded as possible, I think the one thing you and I both agree on is getting some physical exertion out. Yoga, Dude. Pilates, hitting weights, going for a run. There are some endorphins mm-hmm. that get released. It does mentally prepare you to just things aren't as big of a deal. You tend to be in a more positive place yep. when you get those endorphins released. And at the end of the day, man, if, at least if you're taking care of your of your person mentally and physically mm-hmm. through physical exertion, that's a great foundation that you know you're gonna you're gonna continue yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. When you stop doing that stuff, it's a slippery slope, and right? You, I think you just you, as a human, we need things, right? You need water, you need food, you need rest, and you need exertion. Yep. And when some of those things are are going to the wayside, that's where you start getting mission critical because you're you're just you're relying on, I guess, life to maybe not throw you another well, fucking hammer. Just but your, good luck. Your body and your brain is gonna start deteriorating. Yeah. And and dude, funny so that sparked a thought in my head. So um and this will go longer. Fuck it. It's a good podcast. <laughs> um, with, uh, so one conversation I would have when I was a personal trainer, uh, when I had new clients come in, let's say this woman is mid forties or fifties. She's never lifted a weight a day in her life. One of the conversations we'd have over the first few sessions is, Hey, okay. So I understand you've never lifted a weight, right? So have the understanding that when I'm asking you to do an exercise or I'm asking you to do a certain number of reps or more reps in addition to the ones I already asked you to, or I hand you a certain weight to do, you have no clue if you can do it or not. Right. You may think you can't. I may hand you a 20 and you're going to look at me and be like, you want me to do what with this? Have the faith in me as your personal trainer that because you don't, you've never done this, but I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people. I know where you're at, right? So have the faith. If I hand you something, I ask you to do something that a, the reason I'm torturing you per se is because it's going to make you stronger and better, and that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. And then B, if I hand you something, have the faith in me that I am 110% positive you can handle it and you can do it. So if you can have that faith in me, that'll give you that confidence in yourself because you don't have that right now because you've never been through this, right? Yeah. So that's a conversation I would have frequently, and they'd laugh and stuff, and it worked phenomenal because I'm like, hey, remember... I'm not going to do something I'm not positive you can do or ask you to do something. So I kind of keep that in my mind. And I think about that frequently when, uh, when I'm kicked, when I'm down, when another layer is added on top of my life, when I've already done the 15 reps I was told to do. And then I get told 10 more when I think I'm already at failure. The way I look at it is call it God, call it the universe, whatever you want to call it. God's like my personal trainer, right? And it's like, he knows where I'm going. He knows where I'm trying to go. I haven't been there before though. So every little thing, it's like, oh, what? What do you expect me to do? And I remember that little thing and I'm like, thanks, man. You must have a lot of confidence in me. Um, And then then B, like, just have that faith. A, it's going to make me better. B, he, it knows that I can handle it. So right. that kind of just, man, that that's kept me going a ton, dude, because it's like, man, I'm getting better from this, and he knows I can handle it. All good. Yeah. All good. No, I think those are great things to have. And sometimes, man, like, they, they sound cliche, but just these little thoughts that you have, if that's the only conscious you have left while everything else is kind of taken over, good for you. And, you know, I think my in-state, you know, for today is just mm-hmm. remember, like, whatever you're going through or if you're in a good place, whatever you are going to go through. Mm-hmm. That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. It's just where you're at. Okay, like we talk about weight loss with the gym a lot, and it's tangible. It's weight. That's body fat. I can squeeze it, right? <laughs> yep, that's fat, right? Yep. But listen, hey, this isn't who you are. This is just where you're at. Changes can definitely happen, right? But it's who you are 
that's going to dictate those changes. So whatever you're going through in life and however you decide to handle that, whether you, you know, you're similar to me or, or whatever it may be, just understand, hey, this isn't who I am. This is just where I'm at. And this can change right now. And change is incremental. And you have no idea how long it's going to take. But again, just remind yourself, hey, this isn't who I am. Or, you know, this, this is just where I'm at. However, it's who I am and what I'm all about that's going to dictate the outcome mm-hmm. of this. You know, and again, mm-hmm. it's your daily habits. It's protecting your thoughts about yourself. It's protecting your thoughts on how you think and speak to others and treat others. It's mm-hmm. your daily habits and, and not waking up on time, not getting to the gym, not getting to work on time, you know, like not eating the right type of calories, things like that. Like they matter. And again, it's not who I am. It's where I'm at. But who I am is going to dictate which direction I go as I move through this. You know, sometimes you're going to be tested and sometimes it's going to be longer than you think. And sometimes it's going to get worse than it is. Maybe you're dealing with that. It might get worse before it gets better. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think it was important to just talk about some of these vulnerabilities and talk about some of these circumstances and give some reflection to how important your daily activity and your, and your thought process is not so much in your conscious environment, mm-hmm. but in your subconscious environment when your body kind of takes over, you know, and you're, and you're just trying to get through the days, how well you're prepared for that is everything you do every day, man. It's, it it's going to be decided now on your habits. It's not yeah. going to be decided in that moment. Kind of like when fighters talk, Hey, that fights one, you know, not the entire fight, but they talk about like the preparation of battle and war. They mm-hmm. talk about the preparation of training before a fight. And they talk mm-hmm. about how much influence your training and your mindset has before you ever walk in that ring. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer of that. Mm-hmm. Just understand that that's the same thing in life, right? Like how well you're taking care of your thoughts and your person and your physical right now is going to dictate how well you're prepared for that unknown. You know, and I think it's important. And the little things, guys, the little happy hours throughout the week, the little like extra drinks here and there, like that's a slippery slope, guys. Not only is that a slippery slope, but I think intent of why you're doing it is a slippery slope. You know what I mean? Like um, if you're doing that to mask something or hide or, or, or dodge something, it's even worse. Well, maybe the better question is, are you spending time making yourself as much time making yourself better mm-hmm. as you are trying to like make yourself unwind and make yourself busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Just a lot of important things. Yeah. And, and you know what? Sometimes you have to feel some pain to kind of test where you're at or maybe going through some trials and tribulations is going to be your wake up call of, man, that wasn't even a big deal, but I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Now I need to start preparing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully you are prepared for when it's a bigger deal and you have a family or just more people counting on you, mm-hmm. you know, but It's just so important, you know, and I hope today, you know, we're an hour and 15, a little bit longer than we normally go, but I hope today, a little long-winded, I hope there's just some message here of, of just trying to, to forecast and give you the best food for thought for your process, you know, moving forward as we can and trying to take some of our own vulnerabilities and stories and applying those to you to just help you combat that the best Mm -hmm. you can prior to your storm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's huge. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate Appreciate you, man. See you guys. (laughs) All right. Happy Monday.